It is an absolute pleasure of mine. Look at this good-looking man here. To welcome the company of prophets, friends that we've journeyed with for years now together. And that, that's right. The, the com- they're going to pray over them, so the children are not going to go. Okay, so youth and children, just be aware. You guys are going to... Now, I can't come closer to you because of this cable. Okay, I can. But it's, uh, why don't you guys stand? It's an absolute joy to have Janet and Dr. Irma and Henry and Malatati with us this morning. So come stand here. Give a little, give a little greeting. To I don't know if this one's working, but hello, everybody. Um, I just have a short word, if it's okay, if, I'm, if I can give it. So as I was praying, I got Psalm 16, and it says further on in Psalm 16, the lines have fallen into pleasant places. I have a good inheritance. And then later on, it goes on to say, I will instruct you in the night season. So I just felt to say that um, if we treat Jesus like we should, direction will come and clarity will come. And alignment leads to life. We have to be very careful who we align to. We have to be aligned with God and aligned with the people that God has placed around us. And many times we find ourselves in systems or places where God has placed us, and when it goes hard, we want to leave. But what I felt God was saying to us, alignment is a heart issue. Firstly, it's a heart issue towards Him. If our hearts are right with Him, our hearts are right with others. And so I felt to say, some of you find yourself in systems of work, government, teaching, the arts and entertainment, And even some of us have sometimes been unfairly treated in a church system. But God does not work outside of those systems. But our assignments will come in the systems that he placed us with. Daniel was in an unjust system. Joseph was in an unjust system. Um, I can, Esther, Ruth. But you know what? Our identity does not come from the system. And if we keep our hearts before God pure, the system we serve will start to bless us. And I know that from experience. I planned my resignation at my current job. My, my boss used to work us unfairly. And that very system is blessing me today. I work half days. I've got lots of time for ministry. got a good income. So remember this, there's some of you that even think of leaving this church. Sorry about that. But the one thing I know is if you put your heart before God correctly, God is going to raise you up in this church to be a blessing, to be a leader, and to see this city change. And I do feel that even the Bay has been through a hard time. And you've seen people die, you've seen people leave. But I believe there's coming an influx of young people and youth that's going to change this city. So you just press into God. There's a call in the Spirit for us to press into God, to look to Him, and to keep our alignments correctly. And we're going to see the glory of God. So I just want to bless you with that. And so just be faithful in the system where God has placed you. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and you're going to look into his wonderful face.
Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back. <laughs> this is home for us, and I'm really happy to be back here. I really enjoyed praise and worship. You know, I was telling guys back home that go to the bay and you will learn how to worship God. <laughs> I really love it. Thank you. It's awesome to be back once again, and uh, it feels like family here for us. And I was talking to one of the elders just a bit earlier. It doesn't, it doesn't feel strange. It doesn't, I don't feel like a visitor. I really, I really, really do feel at home. And I think, I mean, I, I know that's what church is supposed to be. And I just want to honor the eldership and everybody who has really cultivated the environment and the atmosphere that is in this place. We love it and we love being here. We should come here more often. Yes, amen. Amen. It is an honor. Hello, everyone. Just to be back and... I think this is where I started some of my ministry so many years ago. Nice to see Sanetalo. And I really do have a word for you, but, and I know because I know Sheldon and Kathleen, they'll allow me to do this, but for me, it's a, I haven't been here for a year, and it's something that is a bit daunting, but I know I have to be obedient. <laughs> So when I was sitting over there, the Lord started to speak to me about, um, you know, a wave of glory that would come upon the church. And I was looking at Acts chapter 4, how um, the, the, the people brought their goods, they brought their homes, they brought their cars, they brought their finances and laid it at the apostles' feet. And the Lord said to me, to tell you that he's going to bring a wave of glory over this church but in 2022 it's going to start in 2022 but the way we start with that wave of glory is we have to sow to it and I see that there are many people here that are unemployed there are many people that are struggling financially there are many people that are in um, you know you're in transition and the word of the Lord today to you is that God wants you to take something and sacrifice it and bring it to the apostles' feet. And as you do that, the glory is going to fall on the church financially, a new level of favor. And I saw as I was sitting here that somebody is in coming into an inheritance. There's part of that inheritance that you have to bring. There's somebody has to sell a car. There's somebody, and, and at the end of the service, what we need to do is, is during Henry's preaching, um, you need to ask the Lord, what am I to sacrifice today and bring to the apostles' feet so that I can move into that next level in 2022. God is going to open up the windows of heaven. Now, I would never do this if I didn't know it was the Spirit of God. But there's, what are you going to sacrifice and bring to the apostles' feet? And you need to write that down on a piece of paper as your commitment. You know, it could be a piece of jewelry. If somebody needs to sell your car. My husband attended a a breakfast, a men's breakfast not so long ago, and there's a pastor who is a multimillionaire today. He gave away 27 cars, and he got, his family got some business deal in gold, and 
just like that there, everything was transformed overnight. Um, he's, got a, he's built his church cash. What are you going to sacrifice and bring to the apostles' feet today? And I say, thus saith the Lord. The Lord showed me a wave of glory coming upon the church. And those that are struggling, those that have no jobs, those that have no um, finances, 2022 is going to be your year. But we have to preempt this in the spirit. We've got to sow towards for the cloud of glory to be opened. I leave that with you today. Thus saith the Lord, he will open the cloud of glory for you financially. He'll open for you in favor, in jobs, in reconciliation, in family members, whatever it, it needs. Bring it to the apostles' feet today. Whether it be, you know, your, somebody has a piece of silver, I see, that is worth very, very much. Bring it to the apostles' feet. You're going to see God's going to give people homes here. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing maybe we need to do it now. Won't you just take out your, perhaps we could just have some music. Sorry, Henry, I'm preempting. But just won't you come on the, and um, won't you just write it down and bring it into, put it at the apostles' feet here. Write it down what you need to. There's the, the Spirit is here. God is Father. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. I feel the presence of God on me. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Won't you? What is God speaking to you about today? What is he saying to you? This is a difficult thing. This is, um, but this is going to open the, the wave of glory. I feel the Spirit on me. What is God saying to you? If you need a piece of paper or something that you can commit to, Let's just pray. Father, we say thank you today. We say thank you. We thank you. We thank you. What will you commit to today? Thank you, Lord. This, this gentleman, the Lord told him to get his pastor, give his car away. He walked for seven months. Seven months he walked. And suddenly the glory came on his church. Incredible things started happening. Lord, we thank you today. Thank you. We thank you. Lord, speak to your people this morning. Speak to your people. Lord, we want to see New Testament giving. Lord, we want to witness New Testament giving here today. It, it, you don't have to earn the best house. You can be living in a shack and, and give a pot away. And that will be worth a million it's all relevant. Father, we say thank you today. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Move upon your people today, Lord. Move upon your people. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. Maybe it's a pair of earrings. Father, what is the what will cost you sacrifice today? Lord, we just say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Oh, Rabashtedibalianda, Rabashtarabal. Father, we ask you, move upon your people today. Move upon your people. Move upon your people. Move upon your people, Lord. Father, it's not, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, Lord. You own it. It's all yours already. You just want to release more to us. More to us. More to us. More to us. Father, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Won't you just write down on a piece of paper, what are you prepared to bring to the apostles' feet? 
This is the apostle of the house. We just say thank you this morning. We say thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it's something. David said, I will not offer to the Lord that which does not cost me sacrifice. God is going to open the windows of heaven over you today. 2022 is going to be a year that the heavens are going to open. I declare it. I see it. I see the wave of glory coming financially. I see the wave of glory. People are going to get jobs. People are going to have work situations changed. People are going to, God is going to open the wave of glory for you. But we have to sow to it. We have to preempt it in the spirit. Lord, we say thank you today. We say thank you. We say thank you. I thank you for each one in the bay, Lord, this morning that they hear your voice. I thank you this morning, Lord, that we hear your voice. We hear your voice. We hear your voice. We hear your voice. And we will obey. I lose people to obey today. Thank you, Lord. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Oh, If you need a piece of paper, why don't you just put your hand up? If you need a pen and paper, why don't you put your hand up? We say thank you, Lord. We say thank you. We say thank you. Oh, Rabakasando. We say thank you this morning, Lord. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Oh, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you that your people are stirred this morning. Your people are stirred. Your people are stirred. Your people are stirred. Thank you, Lord. Oh, put your hand up if you need a pen and paper this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't pass this by. Don't pass it by. Don't pass it by. Don't pass it by. You might need breakthrough in your family this morning. We say thank you Lord. You can't look back. This is a Kairos moment. You can't look back in 2022 and have regrets. When you see those next to you prospering and, and the windows of heaven opening and doors opening. It's not the amount, it's what costs us sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. We say thank you. When you are ready, won't you just come forward and let's just lay it at the apostles' feet here today. I think let Kathleen come forward. Won't you just, and just, this is a sign of your commitment and your dedication. Amen. Yes. Mm. This is a sign of your commitment and your dedication to this house. Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for a wave of glory, financial blessing, Lord. I thank you for opportunities from today, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I say thank you, God. Father, we thank you that you are opening the windows of heaven, Lord. Lord, I release your spirit upon each one, Lord. Father, we say thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you this morning for blessing your people, Lord, for honoring your people. You're a God of your word. You're a God of your word, Lord. Father, we're not doing this by coercion, but by your spirit this morning. Let it be by the spirit. Amen. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. Somebody has a very expensive pair of sunglasses that you need to give. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. 
We say thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Father, we say thank you that it will continue, Lord. It will continue, it will continue, Lord. This is a Kairos moment. When the Spirit of God moves, we have to be obedient. Amen. This is a Kairos moment. And this is your destiny. This is about your destiny. This is about not about God's destiny, your destiny this morning. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I say thank you. Even this week, folks will begin to testify and see of the glory of God. Lord, this week, this week, this week, this week. Father, we say thank you, Lord. Oh, Rabashadabaleando, Rabashando. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, we say thank you, Father. It was a very brave thing of Janet to do, but she knows this house well. And what I felt God say, there's been a stronghold over our finances. The enemy has tried to throttle this church. And God has kept saying to me, but you have my presence. And when my, you have my presence, you know you're on the right track. And I shared a couple of weeks ago about Sheldon and I coming into agreement that we're not doing anything wrong. That we're following God. But today, when you do this, you see as a leadership, we've been fighting this financial stronghold with everything we have. But today, we fight it together. And this is not prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel is dead in this church. We don't do that. But we're accessing these riches in glory as a community. That you begin to have the blessings flow in your life that begins to affect those around you. It is not just about this house. It's about everything that is attached to this house. If you are attached to this house, your family is attached to this house. When this house is blessed, you are blessed. Your family is blessed. That's how it works. So today we break that stronghold over the finances of the Bay City Church. And today in the spirit, we say in Jesus' name, we are free. And that 2022, we are going to see unprecedented levels of glory in this house. In Jesus' name. Thank you. I, I feel it's imperative what we've done here today. You see, when, when we do things just because someone says, you don't, lose, you don't gain the benefit. But when you do it in faith, knowing that God is speaking through His prophet. Okay. If you knew our hearts for you as an eldership, that that act four is a dream in my heart that we can have a people where no one is in lack. And you say, oh, stop dreaming big dreams. But we've got a big God. And if, and if we don't start somewhere by pouring it out sacrificially, if you knew our lives, how we've poured out sacrificially, and it's not gaining any, asking anything of you, we are trusting God for far beyond that we can even imagine. Okay. And if you understand our hearts for this community, what God will do through us, I, I guarantee you, I promise you, I, I said to you today, we will laugh. We will laugh at the expense of what God is going to do through us. Because as I, there's, so much, there's so much in my heart about God speaking about the original intent. That's why I read that verse this morning. And it's not by coincidence, company of prophets are here for the next few days. We are having some really serious talks about what God is going to do going forward. 
okay, and talking about what he's saying. His original intent was the, for the church, what was it? Okay, that people were a community together. And that included not just meetings, but it included finances. And we, we are so far away in our modern church of ever having that and doing that. But I believe in my heart, we will be a model and showing how this happens and how that plays out, which requires you to know that your heart, what did Irma say right in the beginning? Your heart is aligned. If your heart is not aligned, and I've said this before, you won't reap the benefits. Where we align ourselves, God is going to do that. There's a lot in this. And I want to say, you know, we, we stopped doing our annual thank offering every year. Because I didn't want to have a big build up every December and everyone feels obliged. Oh no, we've got to give over and above. And, uh, and we had to break something here of the pattern and the rhythm that we had. But what I want to say to you next week is there's many that haven't responded. And we, we are going to still give the opportunity next week for people to respond. Because people have asked me about this. And now I can't WhatsApp you because the WhatsApp number doesn't work. But anyway, in the spirit, people will get it. We still have an opportunity because it's obedience that God is testing us in this. To say, how, how much will you sacrifice? And it's not the amount. Like, like Janet said, it's a pot can be equivalent to a million rand. It's what you are giving of yourself. God's watching us. If ever there's been a season on the world right now where God is watching his church closely to see who responds and how we respond, he's looking. He's looking for those whom he can bless and he can strengthen to use for what he wants to do going forward. But I, I, I'll keep talking if I don't. You want to pray? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's pray over it. So Father, we, we lift this before you today. And Father, we thank you, Father of lights, because every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Father, you do not change like shifting shadows. And Lord, we know that even as we lift it and bring it before you, that Lord, we thank you in advance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You are the source. You are the provider. And Father, we pray that this would be an offering that is beautiful before you, Father. A sweet-smelling aroma before you. And Father, that your grace of multiplication, that the season of subtraction would come to an end, but that now multiplication would begin, even in this house. That this gift, Lord, would make way by your grace, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Blessing, favor, and joy. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know we, we, what we're doing here, we're not playing church anymore. I've told you the church is not the way it was anymore. It's different. We walked into a new era. These things that God is doing in and through us, it is yeah, hugely exciting. So it's wonderful to have you guys with us yeah, this morning. So we were, yeah, let the, we're going to let the children go. So we, we were going to pray over them, but uh, we've, we've run out of time, unfortunately. But you guys can still pray. We're going to just pray over them. Yeah. Janet, you can come pray over the young. So all the children, all the, the youth as well. I want those youth, the 13, 18-year-olds, come and stand here on the front. We're going to pray over you guys. Just speak life over you. Come on, let's go. This side, yeah. Robin, if you could come get the basket shot, eh? Okay, all the children. There we go. Come on. Robin's coming to get them. So that's perfect, Joe. Okay. Come stand this side. Face the, face the people. Look at everybody. Look how amazing you guys are. Come on, hey? Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. And to each one of you,
We decree greatness, Lord. Father, we thank you for the next generation, Lord. Oh, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for young men and women here, Lord. With the anointing of David, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. David, you slew the bear. And even in this time, Lord, um, where we find so much evil and such a... Um, a spirit of perverseness among the youth, Lord. Father, we thank you. We separate these youth unto you today, Lord. We separate them to kingdom purposes, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that they will be raised up as world changers, world changers, world changers. I separate this youth unto Almighty God today. Let them come forth and be separated. Let them come out of that which is the prevailing spirit over the youth today, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that they will be established in their identity in you, Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Lord. Where they are failing, Lord, we say thank you. Success will follow them. We speak blessing, Lord. We decree favor over them. Lord, I thank you, Father. You say in the last days you'll pour out your spirit on all flesh. Your young men will have prophesy, they will dream dreams and have visions. So, Lord, I thank you. I release the spirit of wisdom and revelation over every child here today. Lord, I thank you that they will operate in the gifts from a young age. I thank you, Father, that they will have supernatural wisdom. Father God, that even their families will know the spirit of God is on them. I thank you, Father. Father, that they will be of a different spirit. I decree and, decree and declare righteousness and justice, that leaders will arise from today, Lord, that they marked in the spirit. I thank you for angelic protection. I just see angels around you, warrior angels that will look after you. So I just release breakthrough and blessing, Lord Jesus. I release the Esthers, the Ruths, the Daniels, the Josephs, Lord. I thank you for worshipers to come forth this morning. Thank you, Lord. I release creativity today. Lord, innovation, Father God, fashion artists, Lord, designers, Lord Jesus, presidents, governors, Father God. Raise them up. Raise them up, Father God. I thank you for encounters like my children had. Thank you for encounters for them. And I bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory and honor. And Lord, we pray that you would raise up spiritual warriors out of these young ones, Lord. That will go into those dark places, Father, and not be afraid. We pray the spirit of boldness would come upon them. And aggression that comes from the Holy One. That, Father, they would be sent forth to bring reformation in the season in their lives in Jesus' name. And I just say unto them, Father, right now, that may the Lord bless you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord keep you and give you peace. May the Holy Spirit descend and rest upon you all the days of your lives. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Okay, thanks guys. You can go to your class. I know, sorry Joe, we've taken a lot of your time, but yeah, we're all in this together. The future leaders, just think where these guys are going to be in 10 years' time. They're going to be leading worship. They're going to be talking, preaching, leading stuff. And one was left behind. And there he goes. Yeah. And Liam, Liam did well there, holding Luke, eh? That's right. We're slipping at the end. Slipping at the end, but you had him, eh? Okay, Henry, it's, it's an absolute, absolute joy. Let's welcome this man here this morning to be with us. Yeah. Woo!
Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's been an absolute joy for me to get to know this man over the last nearly two years now. Yeah. Every Tuesday night, there we are, going live on Facebook. But I've over that time I've caught your heart. And this man's love for the church, but his insight into what God is saying in this hour and what he's doing with us now. It's an absolute joy to have you preaching with us here this morning. And uh, I know you're going to impart to us much and blessing this morning. So, as your Father, we just thank you for friends that stand together in the kingdom. And Father, I pray that as Henry releases to us this morning, it'll word that will mark our hearts for what you've done and what you're going to do in and through this community, but what you're doing around the city and what you're doing in this nation, Lord. We stand together partnered and one heart and one mind. We pray blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All the way from the kingdom of Lesotho. Yeah, awesome. Oh, <laughs> wow, what an honor, what a great joy, what a, what a great privilege. It always causes me to tremble within my heart whenever I'm asked to speak before the church of God because of who you are before God. You are the bride of Christ, and the Lord loves you so much that he laid down his very life for you all. And for me, that causes me to, to respect you instantly and to know that whenever I address you, I must remember that I'm addressing the king's bride. And you are, you are the bride of Christ. Amen. And I'd like to thank uh, the eldership team and especially um, um, Sheldon um, for the opportunity just to come and minister here to speak and to bring forth the truth of God and the team with us today, um, Janet and Dr. Emma, and especially my wife as well, who drove with me 11 hours. Baby, please stand up so they can see you once again. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We drove about 12 hours, I think, to get here um, from... Okay, her name is Malitazi, for those who are... Malitazi uh, means... Sunshine. Yeah, sunshine. Okay, <laughs> okay I was going to do like a direct translation. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. Okay, so because I... How much time do I have to... Just go. Just go. Okay. Not an hour and a half. Not an hour and a half. All right, no, that's fine. Okay, so I... I pray that today God will bring healing to us all. Um, the, the teaching and the message that I carry today is, is specifically directed to our hearts that God would heal us. And I'm going to explain from what perspective um, I mean that. So let's go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. I feel like we've done so much already today. And I'm very happy um, that the Lord is already ministering just from the praise and worship and everything. God is just moving and ministering to his people, to us today in this place and it's really really a great joy amen yeah. so let's go to matthew chapter 11 uh matthew chapter 11 and then we'll take it from there this message i believe is relevant for the time that we are in and that i pray the holy spirit will speak to you that he will beautifully and lovingly confront you i pray that he will do that for the purpose of healing you know, whenever you go to see the doctor, um, we know that doctors are healers. They, 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 are, they don't try to afflict us. They don't try to uh, afflict pain intentionally. But in order to heal us, sometimes they have to do things that are uncomfortable to us. They have to ask you to do things that you may not like, but because you know that the intention is to bring healing and restoration in your body, you submit to that. And so that's why I'm praying that even my message will not be 
um, uh, unnecessarily painful to some, but that it will confront us and encourage us and bring healing to our hearts. So Matthew chapter 11, I'm going to read from verse 2, and then we can take it from there. Verse 2, it reads as follows. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says, now when John the Baptist, that is, heard in prison that uh, what Jesus Christ was doing, he sent a message through his disciples and asked him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied to them, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. So I'll read the verse 2 once again. It says, when John heard in prison what Christ was doing. And so here, we're talking about John the Baptist. And so I want us to get the full picture or the clear picture of what's taking place here. This is John the Baptist. Who was John the Baptist? This is the same uh, John or the same man that before he was even born, the angel of God went to his dad, Zacharias, um, and, 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 and uh, Elizabeth, who was barren, then miraculously uh, conceived and bore John. His name was predicted and declared by the angel. This is the same man that God himself appeared to. The scripture says the word of God came to John at, the, at a young age, and he went into the wilderness to, to start the ministry where he said he's a voice of one who's in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord. John was very clear about what he was called to do. John knew what God had called him to do. He was prophesied before he was even conceived in his mother's womb. And this is John the Baptist that we are talking about here. The same John that God uh, said to him that when Jesus come, comes along, you will know that it is him because you will see the Spirit descend on him like a dove and the Spirit will remain uh, upon him. This is the same John who said to everybody around, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the same John that when the Pharisees came to confess confront him and to say, uh, rise up against God and he said you brood of vipers this is the same John who was baptizing men and women children one right after the other for the baptism of repentance this is the same John the same John who lived such a devoted and dedicated life to the Lord that he he wasn't afraid or he didn't mind living of locusts and wild honey because of his dedication to Christ he had set aside the pleasures of the city this is the the same John the same John who is saying today, please go to him and go ask him, are you really the one or should we look for another? The same John. Please tell the person next to you, the same John. And for me, this is, this is what uh, uh, brings to my attention the reality of humanity's weakness. That the same man who introduced Jesus to the world today is questioning the same Jesus. That the same man who was busy preparing and proudly telling everybody, I'm just a voice, I'm making way for the king, and said the king is here. And the same John says, now go and ask him if he's really there. What happened to John? What's going on here? The same man who was so sure is now questioning the very revelation that he got from God. What happened is because John is in prison now. 
John is in prison. John had been doing his ministry and people were, when, when people were, were telling him that, hey, people are moving to Jesus now. They're now joining Jesus Church, if I can put it that way. He said, no, that's fine. He must increase. I must decrease. Oh, what humility. But the same John, the, the same man today is saying, please go ask him. And you can tell there's a bit of an attitude in that. He's not asking nicely. He says, go, go ask him if he's the one or should I look for someone else? Should, should we look for somebody else? Why? Because John, like you and I, had certain expectations from God. He had certain expectations from God. But here he is, a faithful man who had been laboring year after year in the midst of, of, of the conflict, the midst of the tension, the midst of the evil and the twistedness of Pharisaical ministry. The same John is now in prison, which means John had an expectation that when Christ showed up, I mean, he would obviously pull me out. But here is Jesus. Jesus is busy doing his works on the outside and John is in prison. The faithful John. So many times in our lives we find ourselves in the same position as John the Baptist. Where we are now questioning the very revelation that God gave to us. That God spoke to us before and God told us to do certain things. God gave us certain callings. We have been faithful and faithful but because of certain challenges now we are beginning to question. Lord did you actually, did you really say that I should do this? Did I really hear God right? And because we find ourselves in prison, prison can symbolize a place of limitation. Because here is John the Baptist, he's locked up and like many of us, we were locked down. We were locked down and, 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 and we, we thought maybe it will be just for a month or two months, we'll be out and about and doing the work. But we found ourselves locked down for quite a while. And now in the midst of that, we found ourselves beginning to question God and questioning, Lord, did you really say... Lord, did you really say to me that I would do this and that? Lord, did you, am, I, am I still in your will? Yeah. Are you still here? Do you still love me? And we find ourselves in this position where we are now questioning what God told us. We may look at John and say, what was wrong with him? I mean, he saw the angel, I mean, he saw the Holy Spirit descend. Yeah, he did, like you and I. We have been seeing God in 2019, 2018, 2016, until 2020 came along. And now we are questioning God during our lockdown and asking questions that we shouldn't be asking. We have developed attitudes in our hearts. Are you the one or should I look for someone else? Should I go elsewhere or are you still the one? And Jesus says to him, and it's interesting because it says that when he heard about what Jesus was doing, I find that interesting because... This is what happens to us, that sometimes uh, God is doing stuff for other people and he's not doing it for you as yet. And, and, you be, and, and, and that's why it's like, wait a minute, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. This, is not, this is not right. And he says when he heard about the miracles that Jesus is doing for everybody else except him. But how can he be busy raising the dead while I, the faithful John, who prepared the way for him, I'm in prison and he's not even coming to visit. <laughs> At least that's what I think, because the scripture never says he went to prison to visit John. I, did, I think maybe, probably he didn't, because John would be better. But anyway, it says <laughs> that, that we see, that he, and, and look at what the Lord does in verse, in verse 4. It says, Jesus replied, go and report to John what you see and hear. And he does more miracles for other people. 
God tell them the blind see, the lame walk, those with rep- leprosy are cleansed. I think it's in, in, it's in a, one of the other Gospels. It says at that same hour, Jesus began to heal the sick. He began to do miracles for others. And he said, go tell him what I'm busy doing. He has heard about what I'm doing. Now go tell him you saw it live. That I'm doing the miracles. And this is where I said I pray that God will heal our hearts today. Because God says, uh, uh, um, at the end of it, he says, And tell John that blessed is everyone who isn't offended by me. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Where, where he says, tell him blessed is everyone who isn't offended by me. It means that John the Baptist was offended. He was offended. And, and I want us to talk about today, what do we do when God becomes offensive? When God's actions become offensive to us, when God's wisdom becomes offensive to us, what do we do? What's the right way to respond? And are you offended at God, maybe? Could it be that this two years, because of the things that you have faced, the challenges that you have faced, that maybe you're offended at God? I'm sure John was praying in prison, but Jesus didn't release him. Why? I don't know. But one thing I do know is that God is wiser than men. So that's why I said, what do we do when the wisdom of God becomes offensive to us? Because John was obviously expecting that um, two weeks, we'll, I'll be out of here. I'll be out of here. He's going to come in here, storm this place, scare everybody and tell them to loose me. And yet Jesus didn't do that. He didn't do that. And John had to learn that faith is not just about praying and receiving whatever you want, but it's also about trusting when you don't understand what God is doing. Trusting when I, I, don't, I don't understand what you're doing, but, but I will trust you, Lord. I don't know why am I in prison for such a long time. Why am I locked up or locked down for such a long time? But, but I will trust you. And I will trust you. And many hearts are offended in this season. Many Christians are offended. Some have left church and they've not come back. Why? Because they're offended. If God loves me and I'm favored, favored by God, how come I lost my business during COVID? If I'm loved by God, how come I lost my family member, lost my spouse, and went through hell? Where was God? Are you the one? Or should I look for someone else? Jesus said, blessed is a man who's not offended in me. Meaning I'm still in charge. I'm just doing something you don't understand yet. And many hearts are offended. Many hearts are broken. Many hearts are hurting. We are still coming to church, but we have put God at a distance in our hearts. We don't want to trust Him for miracles anymore. We don't want to open our hearts to Him anymore. We are singing the songs, but our hearts, it's a distance now. We're not like before. Our passion is not like before. Our zeal is not like before. What happened? You got offended by God. We are offended by God. And Jesus says, tell John that I'm still the miracle worker. Meaning, just because I'm not setting you free doesn't mean I can't do miracles, John. God tell John what I just did for somebody else. Yeah. Meaning what? Meaning John, the reason, see, I, I'm not setting you free, not because I can't, but there's a higher wisdom in operation here. So you know what? I'm going to do a miracle so you can tell them the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame way walking. Go and report to John that I'm still doing miracles. I'm still doing miracles. Now tell him not to be offended. In other words, tell him to trust me. Tell him to trust me. And, and when, when, when we turn faith into the simple thing of just, I pray and I get, I pray and I get. I, what happens when you pray and you don't get? What happens when you pray and you don't receive within the time limit that you set, time frame that you set for God? What then? 
What then, John? What then when a week goes by and a month goes by? And probably John was telling everybody in the prison cells, that, oh, I'm, I'm, two months, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, guys. You know, me and Jesus are friends. You know, you know, I'll be out of here. I'm leaving you all in here. You are staying here. And then two years goes by. And all of a sudden, John is angry. The same John. Tell the press next to you, the same John. Is sitting there asking himself, did, did I really, was that really a dove? <laughs> See, we might laugh at John, but we, we, when, when you are under pressure and God is not doing what you told him to do. God, this is not what we talk about. Lord, we, we talked about this. You are supposed to do that. And he's not doing that. You begin to question as John, was that really a dove or was that just a fog, like fog? Just... But John said, he testified, I saw the spirit descend on him like a dove. And now he's asking himself in prison. Was I, was it maybe, maybe I was hallucinating or something. Maybe it wasn't really a vision. And we find ourselves questioning God and questioning our experiences and questioning our callings and questioning the relationship that God gave to us. Uh, is this the right church, church or should I look for another? Why? Because things aren't going your way. Your heart is now offended and and the sad thing is that john who is put in this strange prison experience was put there for doing what was right that's the sad thing that it's not that john had made a mistake and so god said oh oops you made a mistake throw it john was doing what was right as a prophet to confront what was wrong and to confront and he was being faithful to his calling and doing what was right and in the process of doing what was right it landed him in prison and now John is like, wait a minute, what's going on here? This is not what I was expecting. I thought if I'm faithful to God, then everything would be fine. That I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be placed in prison. That everything would just be the way I wanted to be. And John got offended at Jesus Christ. And it says here, Jesus says to him, tell John the blessed is the one who isn't offended in me. And I want you to, to allow God to confront and to speak to your heart. And just to examine your heart even uh, this morning. Are you offended at God? Could it be? That maybe there's a bit of offense somewhere in your heart. Where your heart is not as open as it used to be. As open as it needs to be. That you're not as, as excited as you were in 2019 about God. That now you are still here but you, your heart is not here like it used to be. Because there's offense that has entered your heart. He got offended and the sad thing is John died in prison i don't know if he died because of the offense i'm hoping that he probably repented after the message of jesus but one thing i do know as well and we all know is that offense kills offense kills when you are offended it eats you up on the inside and and it kills you it kills you you see we, when we walk with god even in the season that we are in right now that god is not calling us to understand he's calling us to trust He's not asking you to understand. He's never asked us to understand what he's doing. We are too dumb to understand what God is doing. No offense to anybody. But we are not as smart as we think we are. That Paul says when he speaks of God, he says, Behold the manifold wisdom of God. Manifold, meaning multifaceted wisdom of God. Meaning in one action, God does seven things in one act. We see only in a linear way, you do one thing from here to there, but God is manifold. 
what he does in a moment, he hits 12 things with one stone. Because that's the wisdom of God. That's why when Joseph was going through what Joseph was going through, that the enemy thought he was winning, and all along the enemy was serving the purpose of God. And he didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. That he was serving God unaware. He thought he was winning. The same thing is happening in your life right now, even in this COVID season. That the enemy might think he's winning, but at the end of the day, Joseph will be in the palace. You will be in your purpose and you will not be offended, but you will see the goodness of God. Behold the manifold wisdom of God. And for a moment, John was blindsided. And he was like, no, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to end. Behold the manifold Wisdom of God. I want to take you to, I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 3 as well. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Let me show you again with the Israelites, a similar thing takes place. And I'm praying that God would heal our hearts even as we are talking. I want you to know that today God wants you to know that he loves you so much. He's so committed to what he has called you to do and to be in life that because COVID has come, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Everything is the way it was before. Nothing. In fact, tell the person next to you, nothing has changed. Tell them again, nothing has changed. Everything is still on schedule. Everything is right where God said it to be. Nothing has changed. Nothing has caught him by surprise. We will still do what we are doing. We will keep being, being faithful. We will keep preaching. Keep being faithful. Keep worshiping. Why? Because nothing has changed. The wisdom of God will win in the end. It always wins. He always wins. In Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, it, it gives us a similar story, same as what happened with John the Baptist. He says to us here, it's a warning, but also as an encouragement. Verse 7, he says, Therefore, the Holy Spirit says, What has the Holy Spirit said? Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts as in the, the rebellion, in the day of testing in the wilderness, where your forefathers tested me and they tried me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked to anger with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest. And today I'm praying that God will bring a healing that will cause hearts to rest. That's what I'm asking God for today. That, Father, you would bring a healing in us that would cause us to finally rest. What was going on with the Israelites? What happened in the wilderness? The same people that God delivered from Egypt. Remember how God brought them out. He brought them out with a mighty right hand, the scripture says. That God plague after plague. They had never seen that such a demonstration of the power of God. Plague after plague after ten faithful plagues of God. Miracle after miracle, great power of God. They, were, they came out of Egypt and they didn't just come uh, with the miracles of God, but scripture says all were healed and all had, had, had finances or wealth in, the, in, in their bags. They had gold, every one of them. And they came out, the same people, say, say to the person next to you, the same people. Now in the wilderness, when they meet their first challenge, and they say, we are hungry. What do they say? They don't say, oh God, we are hungry. But we know you're such a good father and a provider. No, the moment they face our first challenge, they say, Moses, we knew it all along. He planned to bring us here to kill us with hunger. We knew it all along. And what does God do? God turns in his gracious heart and he says, tell them I'll give them bread. It's fine. 
I'll give them manna in the morning. They'll find manna waiting for them. Beautiful thing that God does. They eat and they're happy like, yes, yes. They walk and they're thirsty. They say, Moses, we are th there's no water around here. We knew it all along. <laughs> the plan was to kill us with thirst. What's wrong with these people? What's wrong with them? The scripture says their hearts. Their hearts. The hearts were not right. What was going on? The hearts were hardened. They were offended. They got offended at God every time they faced a challenge. And you get Christians like that. Who every time they face something, they don't go to church. That home, they're depressed all the time. What's wrong? Oh, this is happening at work. Every time they face a challenge, they're offended at God. God, where are you? Do you still love me? I mean, at some point, you have to be convinced enough that God loves you regardless of your circumstance. And he says, yeah, therefore learn from them. But today the Holy Spirit says, when you hear the same voice of God speaking to you and I, don't harden your heart. In other words, don't be offended. Don't be offended at God. They were offended. He says, but don't be offended. In Hebrews 4, in verse 1, it says, therefore, since the promise to enter the rest still remains. They never entered the rest because they were offended at God. And today, God wants you and I to enter the rest in the midst of COVID stuff. He wants us to enter the rest. He wants us to enter the rest in our hearts and eventually our lives, everything to follow into that place. But he says, but the key is, what's happening in here? What's going on in your heart? John, what's going on in your heart? You, you, you saw the Spirit descend. What's going on in your heart? You heard the voice of God. What's, why are you doubting the very voice that's been speaking to you this whole time? Now you are doubting it because of COVID. Now you are doubting it because of the circumstances that surround you. And he says the promise still stands. Therefore, let us beware that none of you be found to have fallen short. For we received the good news just as they did. But the message they heard, they, it didn't benefit them since they didn't unite it with faith in their hearts. For we who have trusted, who have believed, enter the rest of God. Enter the rest of God. I don't know what you've gone through, but God knows. And I want us to go to the book of Acts chapter 16. I want you to realize that today God wants to heal your heart. But please understand, God doesn't have to explain himself to you. I think we have a bit of pride in that area. That God, you need to tell me what you... No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't have to. Because he's not calling you to understand. He's calling you to trust. He doesn't have to explain to you what he's doing. Joseph... I'm not going to explain to you what I'm doing while your brothers are busy selling you into slavery. I'm not going to explain. Just know that what I promise, I will fulfill. Do not be offended at God. Do not be offended by what God is doing. Don't allow COVID or the circumstances brought by it cause offense against God to rise in your heart. You know, the number of people who are asking God questions today, the number of people who are questioning God, some are even questioning, is this Christianity thing even real? Yeah. Christians questioning God like never before. Are you the one? Or should I look for somebody else? Should I look for somebody else? That's the question. And what does he do? He does a miracle for someone else. <laughs> for someone else. For someone else. And he says, go tell him. <laughs> go testify about what I'm doing for somebody else. Forcing John to submit and say, Lord, you are Lord. You can do whatever you want. I'm just going to trust you. My life is in your hands. Because I'm, so, I'm sure John felt so limited in that cell. 
season of limitation that many of us, are some are still in it, where your business is not quite there yet. Things are, you can feel the walls of the prison keeping you in. And it's only for a season. That season will die. And it will pass because what God has determined will come to pass in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And let's go to, we'll finish off with uh, Acts chapter 16. Let's do Acts chapter 16. Uh, Acts chapter 16 and we'll read uh, from verse 22. Acts 16, verse 22. Acts 16, verse 22. It reads as follows. This is Paul and Silas in prison. Yeah. <laughs> in prison. And it says the following, the famous one. It says that they're, dragged, that they're in prison and it says, verse 22, the crowd joined in to attack them. And uh, the chief magistrate stripped them of their clothes and ordered them to be beaten with rods. Okay, I want the midnight place. Okay, verse 25. Uh, about midnight, <laughs> Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was such a violent, such a violent, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. And everyone's chains came loose. Now I want you to, let's finish up. I want you to notice this. We have two prisons here. There's a prison of John the Baptist who is offended and dies in prison. And then there's the, the other people as well who are doing the right thing. Paul and Silas doing the work of God end up in prison as well. But instead of being offended, they start praising God. They're in the same prison, same situation. They start praising God. And instead of them dying in prison, God shows up. And he shakes the prison cell. And he opens the doors, looses the chains, and causes them to come forth. And they live to see the glory of God in their lives and in the lives of those that surround them. Why? Because Paul and Silas refused to be offended. Because many people feel like, I've been serving God all my life. How can this happen to me? How can, how, how can COVID come and just shoot my life? Just like that. God, how, where are you? Why aren't you doing anything? The question is, will you be offended? Will you be like the Israelites in the wilderness who are questioning God the whole way while God was busy taking them to the promised land and they just kept on complaining and getting offended at God? Who will you be? Will you be a John the Baptist? Or will you be a Paul and Silas in your prison? Today you have a choice. The one who was offended died in prison. The ones who refused to be offended, instead they praised God. Even when they didn't know what, they didn't know if they were going to die in prison. They just praised him and praised him and praised him. What, what did God do? God is going to, and I, and I want to prophesy and declare this over your lives in Jesus' name. That you, we, are, we are coming into a season, many of you are coming into a season where God is going to release a violent earthquake in your lives. That there is an earthquake from heaven coming into your life. That God is about to shake up that which has held you a prisoner, held you limited in the season, even circumstances caused by COVID-19. That God is bringing a shaking in your lives. That there's a loosening that is, that is uh, going to take place and God is going to set you free. But for now, trust. For now, I pray that God will heal our hearts. Because even though we may teach it, it's not always easy. It's not always easy because it is also about how, how much was your loss? How deep was your loss? And some people have lost so much. That's the reality. Some have lost so much. And the heart is struggling. God, how do I trust you? 
How do I trust you when, 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 when I am faithful to you, I'm thrown in prison? And then you don't do a miracle for me. You do for others, <laughs> not for me. And it's because we, we, we may look at John the Baptist and say, what was wrong with him? But then remember that John was a human being like you and I. And I don't know who and, what and what's going on in your life, but I do know this, that God wants to heal your heart today. That God is speaking to some of you today and he's saying to you, listen, you don't have to be offended at me. And he said, what did Jesus, he said, blessed is the one who's not offended. Yeah. Blessed. You, you'll be blessed. Everything will, will go well for you. We will be favorable. Why? If you don't allow your heart to be offended by me. That means God knows that sometimes he is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Loving as he is, sometimes... He is offensive, and he's offensive because he's smarter than us. Yeah. That's why. You know, he's not trying to offend you. He's just smarter. Yeah. The same way we are offensive to our kids yeah. because we tell them to do things and they don't understand yeah. because we are smarter than them. Yeah. And so we are offensive to them, but in the end, we are doing them well. We're doing them good. And that's what's happening right now. And I want to say this to you. God is not calling you to understand. Stop trying understand trust trust so that the manifold wisdom of God would be released in Jesus Christ's name amen 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 Amen. the Lord is good 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 we will not be offended I don't know let's just let's just stand up if you allow me, let's just stand up right now and let us prophetically do what Paul and Silas did. And let us begin to praise God with our own mouths at this moment, regardless of all that we have faced, just to clear up any offense, lift your hands and begin just to thank Him and declare His praise. Father, we thank You right now. You are a good Father. You are the Father of lights. And Father, we know that in every situation, You are present. You are working everything out for our good. Therefore, we will not be offended. We will not be offended. We will not be depressed. Our hearts will not be hardened, but our hearts will remain open in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. We magnify your name. We dance in this prison. We bless you in this prison. And Father, we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and them that are called to his purpose we know that the lord is our shepherd we shall not want we bless you O father and we give you glory and honor in jesus name in jesus name amen amen we bless you O father thank you lord we thank you for your grace we thank you for your grace we thank you for your grace amen i'd like to ask uh uh, Prophet Janet and then um, Dr. Emma, you can f- come forward and um, minister as you permit. As you permit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.